guys, and welcome back to another episode of Life Uncut. This is our very special Thursday edition, our little sexy episode where we answer all your deep, dark, and burning questions. This is Ask Uncut. It's really not that special, but I love that you well, amp it so up. Well, it's so special. special no, but we do it every week. to the people. <laughs> yeah, but we do it every week. <laughs> it's not like it's a bonus app, but you're like, it's a really special episode. It is special because we do feel very honoured and we love giving you our advice. We love that you trust us with it. Some of the times we're like, whoa, we can't answer this question. It's a bit heavy. Some you, of the times we're like- You need a lot like, of therapy. I need a lot of therapy. Yeah, but we love it. We actually, it's probably my favourite episode of the week. <laughs> for anybody who has a question for Ask Uncut, you can always send them through to our Facebook page, which is Life Uncut Podcast, or you can send them through to our Instagram at Life Uncut Podcast as well. So we do get a lot of messages from people saying like, hey guys, I have a question, but I don't know where to send it to. That's, How the, do you that's the perfect place to send it to. Wherever you're sending that question to, you can send it there. And then you'll, we'll figure out whether or not, basically like we go through all of the questions. We read every single message that comes through, which is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And we pick out the ones that we think are going to be the most relatable or also the ones that we think we can give the best advice on. So that's how we kind of pick the questions. We also, from time to time, chuck them up anonymously on the Facebook group as well. I also love seeing the way that you guys jump in and help each other out and answer each other on the Facebook group. We've got people that write in questions. They're 20, 30, 40, men, women, 50, 60, divorcees, um, about to get married, new babies, like everything. And everyone is so supportive. Laura and I had this conversation. We were just like, we're just mind blown that we can have a group so big and everyone's great. No one's cutting each other down. No one's bullying each other. And it's really nice to see that we can still, in this day and age, in this climate, maintain something that's so positive it's actually mind-blowing like I've been a member and this is not to like toot our own horns I'm gonna toot my horn fucking whatever this is not (laughs) I've been a member of so many other podcast groups on Facebook pages and they just have a tendency to turn really toxic and to become uber political uber feminist uber left or uber right like there's always some slant and I think that you know there's uh, it can become really toxic when people have very, very different points of views and that people aren't respecting other people's points of views. But from what I've seen so far in our Facebook group, like our community, you guys, you freaking rock. Everyone's amazing and everyone is super supportive. And it's a place where like there's conversation back and forth. We don't always agree with each other and that's okay. We're not supposed to always agree with each other. No one's trying to silence someone for having a different opinion, but it's a really, really like wholesome and inclusive place. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, go do it. And for everybody else who's already a part of it, then you guys already know how rad it is. All right, guys, we do have four questions today. So it is going to be, well, we're going to still try and keep it quick. We usually only do three to four, but um, one of these is really short. But I'm not starting with a short one. Okay, well, I wanna, <laughs> can I start then? Because I have one that I think is like really... Okay, you start. It's kind of like, a, you know, it's different to what we normally get. So I was okay. like, how do we answer this? Okay, basically, I'm going to summarize this one because the question itself came through as pretty long, but the essence of the question is pretty to the point. <laughs> My friend's baby looks like a potato. <laughs> oh, wow. Basically, this person has written in saying her friend's child, newborn baby, is quite unattractive. And she sent a text message to another friend. And in that text message, she had written, let's just call the mum Sarah. Sarah's baby looks like a potato, but accidentally sent it to Sarah. No. And now no longer knows how to deal with this situation. She hasn't heard back from Sarah. She wants to have a conversation with her. I'm like, obviously her name's not Sarah, guys. (laughs) I know how to deal with this. I'm keeping the cloak of anonymity here. Um, 
I read this and I laughed out loud. Not funny situation for the I'm person mortified. who wrote this in. I'm mortified. I'm dying on the inside. I know how she should deal with it. She needs to go and dig her own grave. <laughs> <laughs> and move to Switzerland. <laughs> but don't you think we've all been in that situation where like a friend has had a kind of ugly baby? Well, firstly, I don't think babies are ugly because they all come out a bit warped. Their heads can be like misshaped there <laughs> but like they come out like the poor things have been bundled up in some fluid in your belly for nine months like i don't think they're a bit bloated you know yeah like they're swollen they're bloated they've got rashes then they get milk rashes i think all kids are beautiful i'm dying for this woman i don't know how i actually don't know what you can do other than apologize like you've said it you can't hide the fact that you, you can't blame it on someone else you can't say oh i meant to send that to sally who also had a baby who you don't know like you just can't do that <laughs> your baby's beautiful but sally's baby looks like a potato this is a potato salad <laughs> <laughs> needs to take it to a barbecue um no absolutely like you i think you just need to own this if she's really a friend you just need to maybe you could make a joke of it like i said maybe you could i say, think she's made enough jokes <laughs> no but maybe you could just say like like I'm so I'm sorry. I just meant that like his head's still misshaped from birth. Like is the baby two or is the baby three weeks old? Because there's a big difference if you're saying the two year old. I think from the question that it was a newborn baby. I, as someone who's had a newborn baby, I think that every new mum kind of thinks at some point like, oh god, I hope my baby doesn't come out looking like a turtle. And like Marley, when Marley was born, Marley was fully cross-eyed, like. One eye was looking at her nose and the other one was like, I don't know where it was going, but it was out for a party. It's funny you say turtle because I legitimately used to think Marley looked like a turtle, but like a cute turtle. That was what (laughs) I used to always say. I was like, she's like a little turtle. I don't know what it was, but maybe it was the the shape of her face looked like a little turtle. I remember uploading a photo. So basically like Marley was like two days old and I I I uploaded a video onto my stories, right? And I thought I had muted the video. I was very tired. I was really sleep deprived. I just had a kid for two days. Like, forgive me. Anyway, I obviously thought she was the cutest thing in the world but I was very acutely aware that she was cross-eyed yeah. like I wasn't <laughs> lying to myself in that moment I was like you well, can't hide that I was like our baby's adorable but yeah, she's a bit cross-eyed we'll have to get that checked out anyway I was videoing her and I put into my stories and I was like look at my little frog she's so cross-eyed left that on the stories anyway I got a barrage of abuse from other mums who were like I can't believe you would say that about your own daughter like think about how she's gonna feel about this when she's older I hope to God that my small child has enough of a sense of humor that she's not going to be mortified by the fact that I said she was cross-eyed at two years old. When she look, was. So at two days old. Look, I, I think we can all make jokes. This is a, it's a un- funny and unfortunate situation. It's probably not funny for your friend. Um, but I do think that honesty is the best policy. If it's somebody who you love and who you respect and who is a good friend of yours, you can't just ignore it and then never speak to her again. You do need to own up to it. You do need to say hey, Sarah, I'm sorry that I've called her Sarah, but hey, Sarah, that was really mean. Actually, I probably should have, do you know what? This is going to come back and bite me in the ass. One of my best friends is about to have a baby and her name is Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, I'm just going to tell you this right now. This is a pre-recorded episode. So like <laughs> you haven't even given, you? you're giving birth today. This has not come out yet. Okay. Anyway, so this is not about you. The name just came to mind. So you need to kind of reach out and say, look, I'm so sorry. That was super inappropriate of me. I love you. I love your baby, whatever the baby's name is. And look, he's going to grow into his life. <laughs> I just am trying to think if I'm just trying to put myself in the position. I'm trying to think if I just had a baby and you sent me a message accidentally that was like, oh my God, have you seen Britney's baby? It's so ugly. I I don't know. I actually, like I'm trying to work through that now and think of what I would do. I don't, I would be mortified. I would be like, what the fuck? 
It's really mean. But I don't know how you would. I think you. I wouldn't unfriend you, but I'd be like, "Well, buy my baby heaps of stuff to make up for it." <laughs> I actually, <laughs> do you know what? Just bring this back to me for one more second. I actually got a message the other day by someone on Instagram, and it was sent to me by accident. So they had had obviously sent. They were they were supposed to reply to the story that I'd put up of Marley, but they meant to send it to their friend. But they replied directly to the story, which happens a lot. Oh yeah, 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 guys! If you're ever going to shit careful. on an influencer or shit on a celebrity or something, make sure that when you do that, you are actually legitimately sending that story to your friend, and you're not just replying on the story. You know what happens is no, it's not when they're sending it. Sometimes another friend has sent it to them. They've watched it and then they reply. That's what it is. So the other person sent it to her. She's gone to reply back, but she replies to your video. That's how it works. So this person replied to a video of Marley and said, ha, 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 look, their baby got cute. (laughs) Which obviously meant at some point her and her friend had been having a conversation about, you know what, we got off to a bit of a rough start, but my baby grew into its looks. So look, we had some hurdles when we were young. I think it, look, this is whole situation. Like I said, we can make jokes about it. It depends on your friend's sense of humor. It depends on how sensitive your friend is. Like I personally wouldn't be as offended as somebody else. I mean, I, I, you know, my, my self-worth and my child's self-worth is not based on my two day old baby being the cutest two day old baby out there. I don't really care. So long as my kid is healthy and everything else is going right. If my friend said my kid looked like a potato, I'd be like, look, he's two days old. Give it a bit of time. Also, what you could do is play on the potato thing a bit. If they don't have any hair, just be like, lol, don't worry. She'll get hair and she won't be a potato. Like you could play on it and being like, it's just that she's bald. And I hope that she is bald for the sake of this situation. Yes. And also just call your friend have an honest conversation, say sorry. There's a lot of power in admitting fault and saying sorry. Buy her a bunch of flowers and say, it was a really mean thing and I hate that I did that and I really regret it and I love you and I'm so happy for you and I've really checked myself because it was a bit of a fucking shit thing to do and I'm never going to do it again. So yeah, and then never speak badly about anyone again. Ever. <laughs> that, this is your lesson. Be a nicer person. Anyway, I thought I laughed when I read this question and I was like, this is so far out of our normal realm of relationship questions that I want to bring into the table. But guys, just if you're going to write something mean, make sure you're sending it to the right you person. You just made me feel sick. Like, because I've done that so many times where I've not mean things, but we all know I've sent pictures and not nudes, <laughs> just awkward pictures. We all know I've sent things to people that haven't, been the intended recipient when you just told me that I physically felt sick because that is the ultimate I would rather send accidentally send a nude to someone than send something offensive to my friend like it is I felt sick I don't know how you can deal with it other than like Laura said you just need to own it and hope that she is okay and you can laugh (laughs) about it later like there's nothing else you can do but what I want to know is what you wrote back to the girls that wrote to you saying that Marley got cute did you respond I did write back. I wrote back and said, assuming you mean my child used to be ugly. And then I had some crying, laughing faces. Anyway. And did they write back again? They're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This wasn't meant to be sent to you. <laughs> You're like, I don't. I was like, clearly. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's all move on. All right. Speaking of moving on, let's get to question number two. Okay. All right. I wanted to ask your thoughts on this, girls. I was in a relationship where a guy was consistently texting a girl and sending her memes that he outwardly admitted to having had feelings for her right before we dated. He told me he still finds her attractive. I told him I didn't feel it was appropriate slash or wasn't comfortable with them meeting one-on-one and flirting. He wouldn't take no for an answer and it got to the point that he was willing to break up with me unless I would let them hang out alone. 
Do you think this is reasonable? What are your thoughts? Lol. No, no. it's not reasonable. There's a reason why you're not dating him anymore. Because it's an absolute fuckwit. Like, no. I, I very swore just very aggressively. I'm sorry to anybody who's going to have a problem with that. No, but Laura and I always talk about the fact that, like, we are happy for our partners to be friends with people of the opposite, opposite sex. Absolutely. But not to the point where he... You've said you're uncomfortable and he wants to go and meet her alone after he's told you he has feelings for her, after he told you that he's still attracted to her. Like there's nothing that is okay about that situation. Nothing. I also think like, you know, you know that you don't need us to tell you that this is not okay. Like, you know, this is not okay. You know that there's a reason why you guys aren't together anymore. And that's because his behavior is absolutely appalling and ridiculous. You shouldn't want to be with somebody who doesn't respect your feelings and who doesn't prioritize your relationship. Like, it's one thing to be, a, you know, like, look, we're, we're, we're the first people to say, like, as a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you cannot say to your partner, you can't see this person, you can't be friends with this person. You shouldn't be in a relationship where you have to dictate the, the people or the friends that your partner can have. But if your partner is spending an excessive amount of time with someone who he has expressed interest in, in a romantic sense, and is also flirting with them and being really open and casual about it. And then when you say that you have a problem with this, completely, completely disregarding your feelings, you're being gaslit and it's completely wrong. And this is not like, this is not a mature relationship. This is not somebody who should be investing time in. And the fact that he's broken up with you because you tried to put some boundaries in place and he wasn't okay with that just goes to show that this is not the type of person that you should be investing time into. And absolutely absolutely is not the type of person that you should be investing your pain and your hurt in because you're not together. So get back on that horse. There are plenty of better guys than that one out there. I guarantee. The other thing is if you're in a relationship where you're experiencing this, if it's someone that he cares about and it's a friendship and he doesn't want to lose her, I totally get that. But why can't you all go to the pub for a drink? Why can't you all go to dinner together? Why can't you all go hang out at the beach together? Why does it have to be you're staying at home I'm going to meet this person on my own. Like it's just not right. And maybe when you're 16, 17 and you're all friends at school, but not when you're grown adults in mature relationships. And you know what? Like we are all adults. Well, not, you know, majority of people who listen to this (laughs) podcast are adults, but like the reality is, is, Guys and girls can be friends, 100%. Anybody who thinks that a guy and girl can't be friends and just friends needs to grow the hell up. I'm adamant about this because I have so many male friends. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and not everything has to be a sexual relationship. Not everything has to lead to flirting. And we shouldn't feel insecure about every single person who is of the opposite sex that's in our partner's life like that's ridiculous and if you feel that insecurity then maybe you need to work on yourself more than what your partner needs to work on themselves but at the end of the day if there is one specific person and the behavior is different and you know it's flirting and you've expressed your concerns and you're upset and they're crossing boundaries he's not including you in the friendship all of those things then they are massive massive red flags and that is where it completely shifts and takes a totally different territory and that's where it becomes okay for you to express the fact that it makes you insecure and that you're not okay with it like my one of my absolute best friends is a guy and There has never been a moment where we have flirted. There's never been a moment where we crossed the line. There's never been anything sexual there because I don't have sex with my friends. I don't hook up with my friends. I don't flirt with my friends. And I think as soon as you have crossed that territory, whether it be in the past or thing, maybe that changes things a little bit because, you know, there is history there. There is an attraction there. There's something there. Maybe that can be a bigger concern as someone in a relationship. But if you are legitimately just friends with someone, It doesn't have to always be 
this suspicious conspiracy. Also, the main issue here is the fact that you've told him you're uncomfortable with it and you've asked him not to do it and he's still done it. It's different if he calls you and he's like, babe, I'm going to go meet Sharon down at the beach after work for a quick drink. Um, I'll be home after that. And you're like, yeah, cool, because you don't care. That's cool. Whatever. But the fact is you've had the issue with it and you've you've brought the issue up, you've discussed it, you've told him it's uncomfortable and he's still saying, I'd rather break up with you than stop this. Then alarm bell, leave his ass. Well, you already have. Well, yeah, like, but yeah. Yeah, like not even not even just the fact that he's like, well, I'm going to continue the behavior. The fact that he's like, if you have a problem with it, I don't want to be with you anymore. Like, no, like just this is like, this isn't even like a red flag. This is like a big red billboard in the yeah. shape of a flag. So I think that he's done you an absolute favor. Like get on with your life. You'll meet somebody way better than him who respects you and treats you the way that you deserve to be treated. Like that is not even a question. Guarantee he's hooking up with her. Oh my God. <laughs> just to get that wound and rub a bit of salt and just. All right. Question number three. Thank you. Next. Wait, I have I have question number three. Okay. Okay, question number three. I have been with my partner for almost three years. We live together. We've been living together for two years. I'm definitely ready to move forward in our relationship with getting engaged and starting a family. All of our friends are currently either getting engaged, married or pregnant. And I'm so happy for everyone, but I'm struggling seeing everyone moving forward with things I'm longing for. Any advice on how to be happy for others while still being happy and satisfied in your own relationship and not putting pressure on your partner moving forward? I this think is hard. It is really hard. Um, I I mean, but this is, for me, this is like my whole existence. Like everyone in my life is moving forward, going into the next chapters, they're in love, having babies, getting engaged, having getting married. Like that is literally my whole life and I am never anything but ecstatic for them. It doesn't mean you can't have a moment to sit in that and feel like a longing for that part of your life to arrive. That's totally okay. But if you're starting to be resentful of your friend's happiness and resentful of your friend's successes and their love, then you've got to look a bit deeper. There's definitely something more going on in your relationship. Maybe your relationship isn't where you want it to be. Maybe that's why you're not moving forward at the rate you're going to move forward. That, that's a conversation you need to have with your partner and you need to say, I'm ready for this. Like, I, I want this. Are we, are we at the same page are we on the same page we're at the same part of life um but if you are genuinely not happy for your friends and their happiness there's an issue within your tiny little world at home it's one thing to want something because you know you genuinely want it for yourself like because you're ready to get married and you're ready to have babies because you love your partner and that's where your relationship is at it's another thing to want those things because you feel like everybody around you is doing them it can be sometimes hard to distinguish the two i think sometimes having babies and getting married and everything because it's the next next progression everyone else is doing it it's very exciting and then you think well i'm missing out on something really important to sit down with your partner and if this is genuinely how you're feeling to have a conversation with them and make sure that you guys are on the same page after two and a half years of being together i would think that you would be able to have a very very raw and authentic conversation around what do your futures look like and what are your time frames and are you on the same time frame trajectory like maybe he does have an intention of getting engaged in the next six months maybe for him he's thinking more the two-year mark would what would that do if he said to you look I don't want to get engaged for another two years or so I want a bit more time of dating and really getting to know each other and traveling and spending time as a couple before we settle down and get married and then we can have kids if he said two years 
are you going to leave? Are you going to try and find something else? Like, is the marriage and the kids the main priority or is the relationship the main priority? And everyone puts a different importance on this. Like, you know, for me, marriage has never been something that's been crazy important. But we obviously had the kids, right? Like, you know, timeframes don't necessarily have to mean the same thing to everyone. But if they're important to you, then it's a conversation to have with your partner. Well, there's a difference between being envious of someone and then taking that home to not being able to be happy for them. Like I can be envious of my friends' situations and relationships and whatever else and, and career successes. I can be envious of it, but it doesn't mean I'm not happy for them. So that's a differentiation too. You can still want what they're having without taking away your happiness and respect and love for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also like you can't take that home and then be resentful to your partner. That's not going to have any positive flow on. Like I think that if you get to a point where you're putting pressure on because you're like, well, everybody else is doing it and I feel resentful for you because you aren't proposing to me. It's just, it's not the right reasons. Like the reasons of wanting to be married and the reasons of wanting to have a baby and wanting to progress the relationship relationship don't sound like they're coming from necessarily the best of intentions and that's not to say that it's not because you're not ready like I I absolutely think you probably are ready to get married and you do want to progress your life and your relationship but if if those feelings are only being magnified because other people are doing it then that shouldn't be your sole motivator that's my only concern and I think the only way to really get to the bottom of this is to like I said sit down have an honest conversation about timelines with your partner explain what it is that you want and that what you're looking for when you want to have children what you hope to have with him and understand fully understand where he sits on that and if you guys are are matching up and then you can make decisions for yourself about your life and your timelines yes perfect I feel like we covered a lot of ground. I think we're good. But I mean, like, I mean, just very, very lastly to tie it up. Just one more point. It is okay, like Britt said, to feel jealous of other people in your life or to feel a bit envious of other people in your life who have things that you wish you had. I'm sure that you and I do it interchangeably. I'm sure you look at me being like, I'd love the freedom, like not to like to be able to go and do what I want when I want, like not have a commitment to an extent. There are 100%. There are times where Brit's out for dinner and I'm at home doing the same thing I do every (laughs) night. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I had that freedom still. I'm also able to look at my life introspectively and have the perspective of like, well, no, I I love my family. I love my life that I've created and I wouldn't sacrifice that for anything. Does someone give me a shot of gin? Yeah, I just (laughs) want to be at home with a tequila, okay, and a margarita in my hand. But I think that's what you need to do, right? You need to be able to look at what somebody else has and be like, okay, I I wish I was getting married. But then if your relationship is great, if your relationship is healthy, if your partner is committed to you, if he loves you, if he treats you with respect and he does want those things in the future, then just like, I think, you know, calm down a little bit and don't compare your life so much to what other people have because it will make you jealous and it will create problems that haven't existed before. But have that conversation with him. Gratitude goes a long way. And something little that you can do actually is instead of looking at other people and wishing you had what they had, is to look at yourself and your own relationship and be grateful for what you have and look at how successful you guys are, how much love you have. So you can literally do a gratitude journal. Lots of people do this. It's very very therapeutic. Write down every morning, wake up, write down three things you're grateful for. Be happy in what you've got and what you're creating, knowing that you're moving forward at your own pace. And um, that's it for that because we've Oh my God, 100%. No, no, no. You just nailed it. I'm so glad you said that. I'm 100% on board with that. Okay. And the final question, guys, is... We can actually do noises on this podcast. 
shame I, that we've got. We just have never done it. I cannot think of anything more annoying than sound, than sound effects through a podcast. Can we just clap the whole way through? Okay, right, right. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Question number four. Okay, question number four. My ex and I have separated since January 2020. So what's that, like nine, ten months? We've stopped all communication and stopped seeing each other since July. I'm not seeing anyone else and I'm unsure what he's doing. My question is, when is the right time to delete intimate photos? He's got some of me, but since we don't talk anymore, how would I go about having him delete those? Oh, I mean, we've talked about deleting photos about exes in the past. Look, I I mean, personally, I don't think that it is a necessity to delete every photo of your ex from your Instagram or from your Facebook. Like, I think that they're an integral part of your past. Anybody that you date in the future is going to know that you've had a past. You don't need to, like, totally wipe all the photos of your ex so that you look like you've never dated and you're a virgin. Like that's not necessary. If, if looking back on those photos makes you feel upset, if it brings back memories, that means that it's harder for you to get over. If it's causing you any sort of like trauma, then yes, delete them remove them from your Facebook, your Instagram, remove it so that you therefore like, you know, you're not being reminded of something in the good old times, but it's definitely not a necessity. Okay. The other part of this is if you are upset by photos that he has on his Instagram, firstly, you can't control it. Like it's his Instagram. He can do whatever he wants. And maybe he looks back on that time as like a fond memory as well. He's like, you know what? We had a great time. I don't want to delete the relationship completely from my life because it was a really big part of my life. It's part of made me who I am. It's part of my identity. And so I'm going to leave it where it is. Also, maybe he just doesn't use Instagram that much and he just doesn't care about it as much as you do. I agree with everything Laura said, but I read this differently. I read this in not that he's just got photos on his Instagram and Facebook and things. I read this that she knows he's just got intimate photos on his phone. I think he's just got photos because she's just like, I know he's got some of me. I don't know how to go about deleting them. I was in the same situation. There's literally nothing you can do other than ask him to do it. You can't control it. You can't get into his phone. Oh, you you read this as though just like having intimate photos from the past. 100%. Yeah, I think. But but it's good that we touched on everything, Laura, because because it's like a question we get a lot of and everything Laura said about having photos, deleting them. I don't think you need to delete all these photos of your exes. Sure, if you've got them like macking on two weeks ago. Yeah, that's not nice. But I think this 100%, she just knows that he's got a lot of photos of her and she doesn't feel comfortable. That happened to me with my crazy ex. I knew he had a lot of photos and all I could do was ask him to delete them. And I I literally just had to say, I'm trusting that you will delete them. And then I think I threw in like, I'll ruin your life if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) This is something that we, we really need to be aware of. Like when you're in a relationship and there's a lot of trust there, you will send photos and you will send, I mean, like I've sent nudes to guys before who I've been in a relationship with, but you send that with the with the trust that someone is not going to abuse that. You send it with the trust that, you know, if something does go wrong, that it's not going to be held against you. The reality is, is that you guys broke up almost nine, 10 months ago. He may have those photos in his phone. doesn't mean he's going to do anything with them. It doesn't mean they're going to go anywhere. You know, I, I, I could probably go back through my phone and I'm sure that there would be, or back through my iCloud, I'm sure that there would be photos in there that shouldn't be there of my ex or of me that I've sent to my ex, whatever. Like I don't go back and look at them. I'm not reminiscing on those photos. I just don't care. So I don't dip into it. See, I'm the opposite. I would want, I feel, I felt sick knowing my ex had photos of me like that. And I think that's what she's like. She's like, I just feel uncomfortable by knowing he's got those. We're never going to speak again. I don't, 
I feel violated. Like I get, I get the feelings and I get why you would want to. I also get why you were like, well, I can't be bothered. I don't even know if they're there. I don't look at them. But I think for this, it's like fresh. I think she, who knows how it ended, maybe didn't end well. And she's disgusted by the fact, maybe she feels disgusting. Like that's actually a common feeling, knowing that someone's looking at your intimate photos when you don't have that connection with them anymore. Unfortunately, there's just nothing you can do other than really nicely and respectfully ask him. Say, hey, I don't feel uncomfortable with you having those. Now that we're completely over, can I just ask and trust that you'll delete them? That's all you can do. It really is all you can do. And like maybe this is a whole other conversation for further down the track because like it does seem completely unfair that you can be removed and like you can remove consent at any time, right? Like you can say, I don't want to sleep with you anymore. This is me removing consent. But once you've sent those images to someone, the consent that you have over those images when it comes to them personally viewing them it no longer exists. Like, yes, you have control over them, like sending it out to other people. Like they're not able to like use them against you to blackmail you or to send them on, but you can't stop them from viewing it after you've sent that. And I guess that's something that we all need to be really conscious of when we do send out photos of ourselves or nudes or whatever, like you do release a little bit of control over that when you send them out into the world. And the only thing that you can do in this situation is to ask someone to delete them and hope that they do. And maybe asking gives you a little bit of peace of mind. Shy of literally just reaching out to him saying, I know this is out of the blue. I know we haven't spoken in a while. It's just something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I was just hoping you would be able to delete all those intimate photos that we sent to each other. Now that we're not together, I'd feel more comfortable knowing that they're not there. Hope you've been well. Take care. XO, XO. XO, XO, Gossip Girl. (laughs) But also like there is a chance that he has deleted them as well. It's just one of those situations that like you shared a really loving situation with him and a loving relationship with him. And you guys were obviously in a place where you were sharing intimate photos with each other, of each other, together, on holidays, all of the above. And that's a really nice thing to do. It's, It's just unfortunate that it's at the point now that it's not like he is sending them out to people. And I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm just saying... Our advice when we say there's not a lot you can do shy of just politely asking him to delete, to delete them, he's, they're his photos now and they're on his phone. Yes, they're of you and I think he should 100% delete them, especially if you ask him to delete them. But unless he is going out and it's like revenge porn and he's sharing the content like legally, it's not like you can summon his phone and delete them. It's like it's literally just a respectful conversation that you're going to have with someone that you used to share a really intimate connection with. Yeah, and I think that that's probably the most important part of this is like if you did at one point in your relationship love, respect each other, treat each other the way that you were supposed to, if he's never acted in a way that's been, you know, that's called into question an insecurity around these photos, then I would hope that when you do ask him and say, hey, can you delete these? There's still that level of respect for each other that he would go, yeah, sure, I'll delete them. You know, if it, like if an ex reached out to me and said, hey, can you go through your phone and delete those photos? Look, I mean, out of respect, yes, I would absolutely go and do it. Like that's the thing, you know, and I think we can – we shouldn't just assume the worst in people. If he's someone that you loved and he's someone that you did have a great relationship with and he respects you enough, he's going to respect your wishes now. So something to keep in mind too, when you're sending um, intimate photos in the future, just cut your head out. (laughs) (laughs) And any identifying marks, but no, like it is something that we really need to think about. And I think, you know, especially if you don't know the person that well, or you don't know if you can trust them or the relationship is new. Like we do need to take responsibility for our own personal security and it shouldn't be, this is not victim blaming. This is not saying that, you know, it's your fault for sending out photos. None of that. We've all done it, of course. But I think like 
be conscious of the people that you're sending these photos to. Be conscious of the relationship that you have with them. Be conscious of the footprint that you're putting out into the world because you can't trust everyone. So EXO. EXO. <laughs> All right, guys, that's us. That's us. This is like, like we said, this is our short, sharp episode that never ends up being that short and sharp. Another Ask Uncut. If you have any questions, slide on into our DMs. We love it. And we'll be back next Tuesday with a big, meaty, juicy deep episode for you and please keep the accidentally unfiltered coming in we love reading those just remember to slide into the dms with those and at the top caption them accidentally unfiltered just so that we know what it is we love getting all of your messages all the questions all the funny stories all the can't believes they said that we read every single one i know we don't get back to you all because it's physically impossible but just know that you are being seen and heard and we love you can i just say as well i have had so many people in the last couple of days come up to me on the street be like i love your podcast and i just want to tell you how happy that makes me it's actually (laughs) like the best part of my day it was like two days ago in the one day i had about seven people come up to me and i honestly just i cannot tell you how wonderful it is to know that so many of you guys listen to this that you get something out of this that you you know that you've laughed or you've cried or it's helped you through something um a lot of people have said that you know when they've been going through breakups they've listened to some episodes and they've found some solace in it and that's the whole reason why we started this because brit and i you know we met this one day and we we're having these conversations around relationships and we were like this is this is the sort of shit we want to share with our girlfriends. So let's put it on a very public platform. Let's share it with and the world. share it with everyone. <laughs> no, I love the people coming up to you. I just get heaps of DMs being like, hey, I just saw you at the cafe. I wanted to say hi, but I didn't. I was like, do I have a resting bitch Maybe face? you're like the intimidating one and I'm like the friendly, approachable family you guys, guy. You guys should know on this podcast how open and approachable I am. So if you do see me, don't feel like you can't say hello because I just get all the time. All the time at the hospital too. I'll get home that night and I'll be like, hey, you did my x-ray today. And I'm like, what? Did you say hello? I'm like, you did my best friend's CT scan, but she didn't want to say anything. And I'm like, okay, so so funny. I went down to Wollongong to visit my nan over the weekend, last weekend. And um, I was getting out of the car and this like gorgeous nurse came over and she was like, hi. I was like, hi. She's like, I don't even know why I just came up here. I listened to your podcast. I was like, great. You can tell me where Ward 17 is. Let's go for a walk. And it was just so nice. Like, I I love it. I love being accosted in the street because it really makes me feel like what we're doing has a purpose. And like, we, we sit in this tiny little bedroom, we shoot the shit, but it's so, so fulfilling to know that it actually means something to you guys who are listening to it. So yeah, that's. I just wanted to throw that in there before we wrap it up. But anyway, I'm going to get off the microphone now. Okay, share the love because... We love love!